Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nomad Neeks Lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining me here and for giving this podcast a listen. I really appreciate it. So let's just get right back into it. So today I wanted to talk about something else. I feel like there's always something that whenever I talk to people interested in potentially coming to China or just wondering about life in China, they always have so many questions on different topics. And this is a huge one. Last week, COVID um, in this year, 2020 was a huge one. Um, This one is definitely always a huge question I get because this is why a lot of people move to China or move and kind of geo-arbitrage themselves. And that is the cost of living in China. My expenses, how much I make, and um, really just how that compares to what you would be making back home or in a Western country. Now, in a previous podcast, I have talked a little bit about how much I make, and that was the difference between public and private school. I believe it was that podcast um, talking about how much I make at uh, how much I made at public versus at my international school now. And it's basically double. Just to recap that one before we get into the expenses, I was making about 16,000 RMB before tax, um, both years in my public school position, minimal working hours, but definitely a more difficult job, I would say, because the English level was so minimal and they did not care to learn English. Um, versus now I'm making about 27,000 RMB before tax. So definitely quite a bit more. (laughs) All right. So that is my income in China. Uh, Taxes are really always varying. It can be, I think at the beginning of the year, it's a couple hundred. And at the end of the year, it can be like up to 15,000 RMB. So at least I know right now for the last, I think year in China, it's been kind of a tiered by month system so it goes up each month until the end of the year i don't really know too much about that to be honest but yeah taxes can definitely be a little bit of an expense but you can't do anything anything about that so moving on to the expenses so of course i'll start with the first one the biggest one And I believe I've talked about it a little bit in a couple podcasts previously, but that is rent. So I live in Shenzhen, China, which is in the south of China, um, right across the border from Hong Kong. I used to go there all the time before borders were closed. Um, So that can give you just an idea of physically where I am. And Beijing and Shanghai are definitely the two bigger cities where most expats will go but Shenzhen is a tier one city um I don't know all the tier one cities off by heart but there are not that many I think there's maybe five or six Guangzhou Shenzhen Beijing Shanghai um maybe one more but regardless Shenzhen is extremely developed it is known as the Silicon Valley of China 
So that just kind of gives you an idea. Being a tier one city, it's definitely going to be one of the most expensive. Um, Honestly, from what I've been hearing from a couple of my friends that live in Shanghai, um, I can't really speak on Beijing too much, but my friends in Shanghai have been saying that I don't think rent is crazy different in the center here versus in the somewhat center in Shanghai. Maybe a couple thousand more a month, two to three thousand more a month. Um, so yeah, for, for a studio. Okay, so now that you have a little bit of a background about Shenzhen and what the typical costs would be, probably one of the more expensive cities in China, I would say. My rent is 5,200 RMB, 5,200. And I have a studio, pretty small, honestly. I have a tiny little kitchen. I really cannot buy that many appliances because I just don't have room. Can't fit a toaster oven. I think I have a crock pot, an air fryer, a blender, and a kettle. And then my washing machine is kind of right under that counter. Um, No drying machines in China. I have a bed and no desk, a little balcony and a little washroom. And so I don't know the square footage, but it is not big by any means. Just a very standard studio. It is in a newer building in an old area, but it's like the only new building in the old area. So I have not yet seen any cockroaches for like the first month. It's been honestly such a surprise and I'm so happy. I'm expecting to see definitely a few at some point though. So when I came to look at this place, initially they wanted 5,500, they were asking. And my friend bargained it down to 5,200 for me. Thank you, Paris, for that. Um, But I do believe for Chinese people, it'll be like cut in half from what I have heard. Um, I know foreigners, you do kind of pay a lot more than Chinese people would pay, but our salaries are often more than double what they make. So um, there isn't really anything you can do about that kind of. You can bargain down the cost of rent a little bit, but you won't be able to get it down by like one or two thousand unless you're Chinese. (laughs) So that is my rent cost. I do live, it is an older area, but it's right, it's one metro stop away from um, Window of the World, which is one of the big centers, I would say. Not big centers, but there's a big shopping mall and an amusement park, and it's definitely an area, like a metro stop that everyone in Shenzhen knows. A lot of Western restaurants, so I can order a lot of Western food options, which is awesome. Um, and it's kind of, it's in Nanshan District, so it's kind of between, it's right in the middle of kind of the two, like, bar areas, being Futian Coco Park area and Shiko. So it's kind of in between both of those, maybe about a 30 to 40 minute metro um, to each one. So it's kind of nice that it's in the middle. You can definitely find, absolutely, you can find cheaper places, especially for a studio, but I just wanted something that is somewhat modern and nice in a nice building so I don't get cockroaches. Um, But there are definitely more expensive. If I wanted probably something like you would be getting in downtown Toronto or in a Western city, um, 
Sunshine rent has increased a lot since I've been here. But I would say, you know, the typical Western place, really nice, would probably be seven to eight thousand now. I would say, and I was just not willing to pay that. I do get a seven thousand RMB housing allowance, which is not taxed, but I would prefer to keep some of that money rather than spend it all on housing. So yes, long story short, my rent cost is fifty two hundred. So, which goes along with rent a little bit, is utilities. Now, utilities here are so much cheaper than back home. I actually never paid really utilities, I guess, other than in university, but that was really cheap back home. Um, but I've only had one utility bill, like half a utility bill since being here. But in my other two places... I would say it varies because in the summer you always need to have the AC on (laughs) and in the winter usually you'll put the heat on but it's not always required right now I don't have heat or AC on my windows just open and it's like perfect temperature it's November 27th I know it's crazy but um I would say for a studio probably like 150 RMB so like $30 for water and um electricity maybe 200 in the summer i would say maximum would be 300 so 60 dollars for everything for electricity water hydro um aircon all of that i would say like for just a studio one person definitely max at 300 per month um it can be as low as 150 i think it also depends on your building and just the time of year I don't really know I've had some really crazy high electricity bills and then other months I've had really weirdly low and some months when I'm gone for Chinese New Year so I'm gone for like three of the four weeks of the month and I get my utility bill and it's like one of the highest bills I've ever seen that's happened to me like twice now and I just get so confused so I don't know if it's the appliance is running I'm not too sure but regardless um, utilities are quite inexpensive here which is nice so moving on to the other big expense is groceries so groceries in china is actually difficult it's still something i'm kind of trying to figure out what is the best approach to go about because it's not as easy as back home in like canada or america where you just go to the store you buy the foods you like you go home and cook it it is not that easy and I know if you've never been to China that's all you've experienced so you'll think it's like that but Chinese ways of cooking are so different they use so much oil and almost everything in their supermarket you just don't know what it is and it's not written in English so unless you're going with a Chinese person and unless you know how to cook Chinese food a lot of what you find in the supermarket is going to be a lot different. You know, their bakery section is much different from ours back home. Good luck finding like good cookies or donuts. Their bread is always sweet. You have to, I always end up buying a sweet bread initially on accident and then I have to go back and like search through for like 10 minutes and try to smell the bread bag to, um, 
to find a not sweet bread and like butter and I think last time I went to the store they didn't have any butter so I had to go to a different one to get butter um it's just not really something to cook with cheese is expensive because they don't really eat cheese here they do have processed cheese like cheese slices everywhere I found but they are pretty expensive I would say maybe like four or five dollars for like a little package of I don't know maybe like nine slices or something so yeah I mean I mean you can find some types of cereal I got a granola cereal in a little pre-packaged little mini bag I don't really know what it was but it was good but like you know finding like a Cheerios or a cereal like that in like a box you won't find that you'll find a lot of instant noodles (laughs) a lot of sauces a lot of spicy sauces Um, They do have some, like, imported chips, like potato chips, but they are definitely more expensive. Lay's here. Lay's? Yeah, Lay's come in a Pringle box. (laughs) So I was so confused by that when I first came to China. Um, But yeah, so I think you get the idea. The supermarkets are very different here. There are some Western supermarkets. The one near me right now is pretty Chinese, so that's kind of the one I'm basing all these experiences off of, because that's the one that I usually go to. If you can hear that car alarm, you can tell my window's open. (laughs) Um, But there are definitely Western supermarkets, but the Western things are going to be a premium. Absolutely. You know, I can find um, oat milk, but it's definitely at least a few dollars more expensive than it would be back home. I think maybe for like 20 or 25 dollars on Taobao, I buy like a six pack of the small cartons of oat milk. So it is definitely pricier than back home. So that is kind of why I am debating not really cooking to be honest because I don't like what I find in the supermarkets unless I want to order out from a supermarket or travel to a western supermarket and pay the premium for the western foods that I want I mean even a can of chickpeas On Taobao, I think is $2. In the store, it's about the same. You know, you can find a can of chickpeas back home on sale for 50 cents, normal 80 cents, you know? It's over double the price here just for a can of chickpeas. So, yeah, I'm kind of honestly just debating, and I actually have been ordering out two times a day. Sometimes I'll get Western food, which is normal prices, But the Chinese food is just so cheap. It's just difficult because it's not crazy healthy a lot of the time because there is so much oil in it. But usually I can order, you know, like a little dish of rice with like egg and tomato, which I really like. And maybe some little potato. I don't know the name for it. And it's not a thing in the West. But it's like little strips of potato in oil. It's really good, um, but those three things, including the rice, could like easily, depending where I order it from, be like five to eight dollars. Actually, eight, eight would be pretty expensive for that dish. But just the Chinese dishes are pretty inexpensive, so I've actually kind of been doing that. Like I said, twice a day. Sometimes I'll order Western food. Tonight I ordered a burger, in but and that was definitely not cheap, but. 
for the most part, um, the Chinese takeaway, they just deliver it right to your door. You order it on the app, they deliver it to the door. Delivery fees, usually $2, depending how far away it is. Sometimes it can get to 3 or $4, in which case I'm just like, this is crazy because it's taking up almost, you know, half of my meal is delivery, which is insane because I know back home delivery fees are much more than that, but... Um, yeah, that's kind of what I have been doing lately. I don't know if I'll keep up for the future, but that's what I've been doing now in terms of eating out and food and takeaway. All right, so the next cost is transport. Transport, I just need to preface this with when I was back home, you know, for most of 2020, and I would take an Uber in Toronto, and it would be like a 10-minute Uber, it would be like $20, and I was like, this is insanity, this is far too much money, but you know, all my friends are just used to it in Toronto, that's normal fees, I was used to it before I came to China, but transport in China is so cheap, at least in Shenzhen, and it's a tier one city, So I would say the most I've ever spent on the metro. And this is like going across the whole city, like across many districts is like about seven RMB. So that's a dollar 20, 25. It is really nothing. Um, So Metro, insanely cheap. I really don't even look at the cost of the Metro, even if I have to transfer, you know, two times, because I know it's easily always going to be less than $2. If it's more than $2, then I'll, like, question, did something go wrong here with scanning in and off, in and out of the Metro? Um, Buses, kind of the same, same cost. I think, yeah maybe a little bit more expensive depending on the bus you've taken but most foreigners don't take the bus because it's not in English um I just took it because I knew the route for work every day last year but now that I live close to the school I don't need to do that um so in terms of like Uber China has Didi is what they call their Uber here and also it's so cheap it's probably about a 30 minute metro ride for me to get into Futian um, one of the districts with kind of the bars and stuff that a lot of foreigners will go to, but Didi, I mean, of course it depends on time of day. I would say normal fee would be about 40 RMB. It might be 50 RMB, which is like about $10 Canadian if it's like a prime time Friday night or something, but taxis, Didi's, you know, for that type of journey, I would say it's about 40 RMB is standard so that's about eight dollars and for me now when i see 40 rmb i'm like oh that's far too expensive but it's really not you know um especially com- when you compare it to back home but you have to not compare things to prices back home because you're not earning mo- the money the same currency that you're earning back home you're earning the local currency and you're buying everything in local currency so you can't it doesn't really serve you well to convert it that's something that one of my friends my first year told me because I was converting everything back to Canadian dollars and she was like don't do that because you're not in Canada and I was like you're completely right so transport costs very low all right next category is going out so I already touched a little bit on western food I would say western food 
not drinks included is probably the same back home you know my burger with fries tonight and like a mozzarella stick was 130 rmb plus delivery so that's about 26 dollars no like 23 dollars um so yeah really not that bad honestly (laughs) plus delivery um but yeah i would say western food is you know around there um nights out different story i would say most places that the foreigners go to um drinks will be pretty standard what they would be back home like a cocktail which i get somewhat often is about 80 rmb i would say so like 16 dollars so it's pretty standard a glass of wine yeah it's all the same the the only thing that would be cheaper is beer um that's definitely cheap you can also drink really anywhere here they don't care you can drink in the streets or in the taxi i was doing that last weekend um yeah so you can always you know buy a drink at the convenience store and then just drink as you're walking to the bar or going to your friends or whatever in the park doesn't matter so that was a huge shock when i first came to china i was like oh you can actually drink in public places and not get a ticket because in Canada, you cannot do that. So yeah, that was kind of a fun, exciting change for me my first year here. Um, so that's kind of nights out. There's no cover fee ever, but yeah, drinks other than beer, I would say, are about the same. There are, you know, the higher class places. There's a nice jazz bar that I know of. And of course, those places will be a little bit more expensive, just like back home, kind of the same as, you know, in the West. And the last expense that I could think of that was on my expenses Excel, because I do keep an Excel file of every single personal finance transaction that I do. That's a new thing I've started doing, Um, but it's really interesting for me to see where my money is going and how much I am spending each month. So the last category that I had on there was Taobao and Taobao is like the Amazon of China but it has so much more than Amazon and I know I've talked about it previously on other podcasts but in past years before COVID when I was in China my Taobao spending was out of control and most of it was clothes and since you can't try them on and a lot of them are in Chinese sizes it (laughs) ate a lot of my money and a lot of the time not a lot of the time I would say like maybe 40% of the time stuff didn't fit or I had to get rid of it or I just kept it and never wore it because it didn't look right or you know something like these are like a lot of them are just cheap Chinese made clothes well all of them are um but since being back and I told myself I was going to be good coming back to China I have been really really good about not spending so much money on Taobao. I had, of course, to buy the essential things for my apartment. Between Taobao and the grocery store, I did that. And I had to buy some work shirts because I got rid of most of them due to COVID when I had to leave my old apartment when I was locked out of China. So I had to get, you know, the necessary things, but I didn't want to get a lot. And I've been really, really good at not ordering on Taobao. It is convenient because whenever you need anything, hop on Taobao or put in a picture of what you need, pulls it up, buy it. Usually two days later, 
it arrives. I think the max delivery fee I've seen is $2 for shipping. Um, it's crazy cheap in China to send really anywhere in China, which is nice. But yeah, Taobao can absolutely be cheap because of course everything is made here. So and you can find almost everything that you would like on Taobao, um, usually for a good price, but it, it still can add up with you buying a lot of different things, especially things that you don't really need. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that is my expenses, my total expenses for one month. Those were all of my main spending categories and some definitely more than others. I think right now food is taking up and delivery, like meal delivery is taking up a lot of my budget. But aside from food, honestly, and the occasional, okay, not occasional, <laughs> um, DD or taxi ride, I'd say those are probably my biggest. Rent, you can't really do anything about that. <laughs> I can't try to spend less on rent, so that's just kind of a fixed cost that I have to deal with regardless. But there you have it. So that is, I would say, super typical spending costs and living costs and expenses of Shenzhen. Beijing, Shanghai, it will be a little bit more. Other cities like Hangzhou, Xuzhou, um, trying to think of other cities, <laughs> Nanjing, Chengdu, they will, Yunnan, they will all definitely be a little bit cheaper, maybe even more than a little bit cheaper. Um, but at the same time, you will probably most likely be earning less. So it does kind of even out. And of course, it depends where you live. Quite a few schools still give um, you housing, especially if it's kind of a far away school from the city center. They'll provide you housing free of cost. Um, but usually you'll get a housing allowance anyways with your school, but I just kind of roped that into my salary. So yeah, there you have it. If you have any questions about costs, because I know literally everyone moving to China, that's a huge reason for them. But personally, I think that geo arbitrage is a huge thing you can take advantage of here. So if you want to move to Asia, I would say China is definitely the place to be right now for teaching. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe. Please reach out to me on YouTube at Nomadniques, Instagram at Nomadniques. If you have any questions, I'd be more than happy to help you with your journey teaching in China, teaching in Asia, um, anything at all. Just feel free to reach out and ask. And I hope to hear from you soon. Bye.